assume that you all know who that applies to all of you who it applies to you know who you are so there you go but one thing I can say is that the corruption's right out in the open and um, these are people that uh, murder children murder people uh, steal lie and uh, basically live their lives in that order and at the expense of the rest of us but this is nothing new. <laughs> this is really nothing new. You know, the, the, the key is 
to go ahead and heal and then get the armor of God for, you know, to, to ward off future traumas so that you don't just build them up into, you know, this massive, you know, because, I mean, this planet is basically PTSD, you know. You come here, you get born here, it's PTSD. You're born here, it's trauma all the way. And the people that can handle it, I feel the sorriest for. The people that, you know, ace it, I feel very, very sorry because they're no longer human. If you're, if you're human, you can't handle it. If you're not human, you can. And you're a monster. Basically, you're a totalitarian. You know, you might as well uh, join the Democrat Party, which is the party of totalitarian and murder and, and jailing people without reason, political prisoners. And, uh, but don't look to the Republicans for any kind of, um, you know, help because they're the, they're the, the, the cuck party, the party of pedophiles, of, uh, especially boys. And, uh, you know, for men and, um, you know, and they all have these families and they all look all pristine and they go to church and all that. Then they got this raging other life going. So that's your Republicans over here where they're secret, not so secret, obviously. And then over on the other side, you've got the Democrats who are brazenly and openly passing uh, pornography. Uh, You know, uh, children can participate in porno films and on and on and on. So basically legalizing pedophilia in California and everywhere else. And then um, you got these little people trying to say, hey, wait a second. And you got people like me who saying, you know, my daughter committed suicide because of this shit. And then they don't care because they're not human. They don't fucking care about anything. They don't care about anything. And that's the bottom line, you know. They don't really even, you know, to take a line from Stanley Kubrick, they don't really even care about themselves. You know, he said that those are the communists, but I mean, communists, totalitarians, authoritarians, statists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, don't care about anything or anyone, only themselves. They're all Satanists, but they don't know who it is they worship, and they have, they have rituals they participate in, and they don't know what it means. <laughs> oh, what fools! No, it's all I can do to, to keep from cracking up as I walk, you know, downtown Santa Fe or something, and I just start trying not to laugh at almost everyone I see is ridiculous. It's like, do you realize how exposed you are with your little mask and your virtue signaling and your bullshit that you're really a racist, a, a authoritarian, a totalitarian, and a selfish piece of shit? Do you realize that? You don't care about anything or anyone. Yeah. Drinking the living water. Yeah, a little coffee. Um, Yeah, I'm doing a little detox right now. I've got two more days to go. And I'm feeling, you know, tremendously better. Um, It was kind of aimed at, uh, you know, bladder, kidneys, and whatever else. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting, uh, you know, definitely detoxing. I mean, you know, you've got, when you detox, you have pains and things and struggles you have to work through. But, uh, you know, on the other side of that is, is uh, you're, you're free of those toxins. You know, you're, you're, you're getting a new lease on life. And I just feel like the more I can go in that direction is better than the direction I had been going. That <laughs> kind of drove me into the ground there. Um, I had fun doing it, <laughs> but, you know. But uh, I have more fun um, being, uh, you know, uh, on top of my game. A lot more fun. 
And uh, I guess that's just a lesson everyone has to learn, and you don't really learn it until probably, you know, until, you, you know, you have an incident or something happens, and then you equate doing bad things for yourself, you know, toxins for yourself, poisons like alcohol and whatnot, well, you know, it's it, it's it's understandable and it can be even medicinal. But, you know, the point is, is that there's a point where that um, contributes to your to to your demise, you know. And so it, it becomes it, it, it really becomes a very simple equation that way represents the hospital and this way represents freedom. So where do you want to go? And so when that's firmly ingrained in your mind, that's not even really, a, it's it's just a default position to want to, uh, just have to decide if you want to live or not. Well, most people don't want to live. Most people are dead anyway. Most people don't want, you know, that's why there's so much, you know, humans in America, for example, are a, a commodity, you know, and, and, and they're in owned by the United States Inc., and I went back through some of this. I put up a little primer for people on my Facebook so you could get an idea of what happened to you long before you were born. Your your ancestors were made into commodities and slaves and traded. I mean, I know this has been covered and covered and covered and covered, but there is no... See, here's the irony. There is no such thing as make America great again because when it was not great during the time of, of Americans being in slavery, which has been the entire 20th century, 21st century. So since that's going on, so how do you get free of slavery? And obviously the only way is Jesus, because that is a legal argument. That's a legal precedent. The blood, okay, the, 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 the sacrifice of God is the one that, is, that is, um, has the efficacy and, has the, and satisfies the legal problem of the fall of man. And it's the only one that does. See, they focus on the virgin birth, they focus on this, they focus on that. They don't understand that the cross represents the end of um, the issue, that it's, it's settled, okay? And that, so when you're talking about slavery, which all people are slaves, they're all slaves. They think, they, they join the satanic club, oh, I'm free, you know, and, only to realize they're even more enslaved than they've ever been and they're not getting out of it and they're going to go to hell and they're done. So, well, unless they change, unless they really have a change of heart, that's, they seem to want to go there. They seem to want to go all the way down. They seem to want to, you know, they seem to relish in murdering people. You know, they seem to enjoy it. They seem to relish in, in you know, nuclear war in the Ukraine. And they, 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 you know, there's, they're, they're not human anymore. They're not them anymore. Whatever they've become is just a monster that's in the way that sort of, you know, the next step would be to, you know, roll out the aliens, which are basically, you know, <clears throat> the hybrids made so that, uh, you know, demons, you know, other, you know, disincarnate entities can inhabit some physical thing so they can interface with this world so they can dominate and be reptilian. You know, it's the reptilians that want to, they're the, they're the military, they're the epaulets, they're the, the ribbons, they're the upside down, you know, they're the pentagram that are on all the sheriff's departments. They're the, the reptilians. They're the uniforms. They're education, right? Education is not education, it's indoctrination. So 
um, you know, uh, you know, people that well, you know, they're under LA. There's tunnels. There. Yeah, they live underground, and there's tunnels everywhere under there, and they eat children, and they, you know, they get fed by their covens and cults. And they'll feed them, you know, a child every now and then so that they get a, a, a good luck. And they feed each other, into, you know, they kill each other so they can sacrifice each other so they can become rock stars or rap stars or whatever. And the, the whole thing is a, it's a bloody mess because there's going to be no way out of it for most of them. You have to really just conclude that most of these people have made their decision and that's the end of it. How about a kofif? Yeah. So that's you know, unfortunately, um, you know, it's 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 a sad reality. But it also uh, another kind of thing that's really occurred to me lately is that uh, we are in the the end of things. Of course, <laughs> we understand that. It's it's the big wrap up, you know. We're wrapping up the war. We're wrapping up the government. We're wrapping up everything. It's the big wrap up. It's the big conclusion. Tie it with, you know what I mean? It's it's about time to vacate. And it's a, it's the end of the adventure. It's the end of the line. And it's the end. And that's basically it. And there may be some exciting things coming, you know, and some, some you know, the, the, the return of Christ and all that to earth. And it's like people think in earth terms. The return of Christ is really also, also, it's within. In other words, when, when the Bible, the book of Revelation, is very much coded. When it says, come out of her and be separate. Well, it's talking to Babylon. It's talking to, you know, it's talking to uh, the world system. As it as it was back in in that time, but it's also talking to the inner person that you've got to come out of the world within yourself, and Christ within the kingdom is within. You need to step into the kingdom, and then that's salvation, and that's deliverance, and that's you know that's deliverance through all the external things that they talk about. Unfortunately, and this is why I don't uh, you know attend church because I just get so angry. The people are so miserable, and they're more—they're miserable when they leave. They're miserable when they go. You know, they're miserable all the way around. And that's really not the message of Jesus. It's not about being miserable every day and just kind of putting up with it. Now, that is just—you know—I don't know how America got into that. You know, I guess it's because the churches are corrupt, every one of them. That's five hundred one c three anyway. Infiltrated by bad people. You know, the same people that bring you COVID, the same people that, you know what I mean? It, I wouldn't be surprised if the next round of, of COVID, you know, people fall for this. Okay, COVID is just the flu. The flu disappeared when COVID was here. Did, remember? It disappeared. Because the flu is COVID. That's, that's the only logical explanation of that. So people that fell for it are idiots. So, you know, th- that's why you can't, this time, you can't put the mask on. This is why you're going to have to go to jail. This is why you're going to have to do, otherwise you're going to die. Your choice, jail or death. Jail will be short-lived. If everyone does it, then there'll be no arrests. But if you get, if you get a bunch of you know, cowards and retards and assholes around that keep trying to you know, push this crap, um, then you're surrounded and they'll just basically kill you. Anyway, they're going to kill you anyway. 
Why? Because, well, now they're done with Trump. Now they're going after Russell Brand. Russell Brand... He's kind of like the lover, right? The ladies' man is the lover, and he has fun, and he's intellectual. And <laughs> Russell Brand, what the hell? You know, I mean, it proves he's a good guy, but I mean, the the fact of the matter is, it just it just seems to, to me to be absurd. But then again, nothing nothing surprises me in this um, shithole called America. And it was driven that way by, um, made that way by the Satanist. Who, again, only the top people really know Satan, you know what I mean? And the bloodline elites, you know, the bloodline, the, the blue bloods and all that. They understand who their daddy is. But the average people don't know shit. <laughs> they, try, they walk around with these Baphomet signs and communist stickers and, and a, you know, I can't wait to get my abortion. I want to get pregnant so I can have another abortion. You know, those kind of people. You know, Antifa and all that. And they have no idea that they work for the man. They are the man. They are the establishment society. That's how, that's how corrupt it is. And basically, it's not a matter of just corrupt here. It's the world is simply conformed to Satan and Satanism. And the, 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 greatest, the greatest proof of Satan existing is them, these people, and they're everywhere. I mean, they actually go, you know, like on my testimony, they go, well, Zeph talk, gives this testimony and uh, with no proof. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and, and meanwhile, the satanic abuse is everywhere. And it's, it's, it's in a, it's, you know, satanic ritual abuse is also in some of our ceremonies. Because, you know, trauma begets trauma and rituals beget rituals and people don't even know the ritual they're participating in, yet it proves they're Satanist. They're worshiping Lucifer, and they don't know it. And it's like almost everything they do is that. And then eventually someone clues them in, hey, buddy, you know, it's Lucifer, man. It's Lucifer. That's who we worship, man. Okay, get it? Oh, I didn't know that. Of course they don't know, because most of them are stupid. Really stupid. And they go, well, we're going to overthrow this old world, and we're going to rebuild it. We're going to build it back better. <laughs> and then they're all in lockstep with, like, you know, Biden and in lockstep with Klaus Schwab and lockstep with the U.N. and lockstep with, uh, you know, Larry Fink and corporate, the corporate world. And they're in lockstep with these, all these guys, mainly white men. And then they say, we have to kill all the white, the white men caused all this. But then they're, they're, they are now the racists. Um, yeah, all the woke people are racist. They're all racist, complete racist, just through and through. Ugly racist, you know. That when the behind closed doors they start they start in with the N words and the calling people, you know, from the south border wetbacks. They start in with the, all that stuff when you don't see them on camera, because they are all racist. In fact, to be a member of their little cult, you have to be a racist. You have to be. Um, hey, knock it off, money. Come on. Uh, no, you're not going to get your way. You're not going to get your way, Doc. Huh? I'm patting him and rubbing him, but he's 
not really listening. But so given that we're surrounded with, with that element, they are now going after people that aren't racist and calling them racist. They're going after now the Russell Brand level. They've already done the Alex Jones. Alex Jones is like on the same level as Trump, I mean, in terms of popularity. So Russell Brand would be the next one down. Joe Rogan, you know, probably. Um, And they're going to start going after anybody that does not conform to the party line, which is, you know, COVID, masks, lockdowns, right? Anybody that's talking against that will be targeted. And so that, that it's a big push by Obama. You know, his, he's really trying to step it up to make that 2030 deadline. And in 2030, they intend to get rid of uh, <laughs> 7 billion people in the next five years. So the only way they could do that would be nukes, I think, and <laughs> some other stuff. So... Um, again... You know, who ruined your world and ruined the world is them, and it's not you. And you're traumatized by it, so you have a hard time standing up to it because you're trying to heal and you're traumatized, and they have you in a cage. And, you know, you talk Jesus, and you feel better, but you're just still in the cage. And so what, what's it going to take to break you out of that cage, which would be called healing also, which would make you a free, sovereign individual? You know, that God made. What's it going to take to get you out of that cage? Um, I see a lot of people doing a lot of things I disagree with in the name of Jesus. I mean, a ton of, a ton of people in the independent world, outside the church world, trying to form their own alternative churches. Let me tell you something. You do this alternative church, and it's going to be the same corruption that's in the main church is going to be in your church, Mr. Patriot. Patriot, you're not a patriot until you get rid of the totalitarianism. Yeah, you're a patriot in name only. So that's kind of where we are. And I, I you know, in summing it up, it, it's, um, it's really up to the people whether they, they want to be enslaved and killed and have their children taken and, you know, taken off and, and, and then ultimately used in experiments and whatever else and abortions and whatnot, or it's going to be, um, you know, a some sort of concerted effort. I mean, Maui was a perfect example of totalitarian racism, classism of Oprah Winfrey and all that. And you say racism, but she's black. No, no, th- this is el- elite snobbery, um, y- y- you know, versus, you know, what, you think she goes to the ghetto and hangs out there? I mean, because she's black and they're black there? I mean, that's, that's kind of a racist idea. No, no, they're, they're in this, you know, club together. The Rock, her, and The Rock is her little lapdog, her little, her little, you know. It's, it's kind of funny seeing him in that capacity. You see this big, strong guy, big hero on, on the big screen, and he turns out to be a complete wimp, you know. It's unbelievable. But that's, you know, kill your heroes. Really, kill your childhood heroes. Kill them all. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, all those kind of guys. Kill them all. They're not worth it. They're pussies in the end. Schwarzenegger especially. Hey, did you know that come with me if you want to live, that statement he made, did you know that that's in one of the Terminators? Come with me if you want to live. Did you know that very same line that he said about COVID and the shots? 
was in Terminator. I don't know which one. I think it's Terminator 2. Can you believe that? He said the very same line. So it's um it's 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 it, it, it's it's quite amazing to me. You know what I mean? It's quite amazing to me. And and really you could just I guess the problem is people need more I mean they need more trauma, you know, on that totalitarian side. They need to see that their system doesn't work. Go. Go. Go ahead. Go. Put him outside. He's he's chewing on some cardboard or something. He's just up to no darn good right now. Okay, I need to continue, please. Oh, we can cut it short. I'm I'm just really I just want to tell you that, um, you know that that because we're not. You mean you can believe in the illusion of Donald Trump and make America great again and all that, and it's all just. It's just another propaganda, you know, I mean, until and unless this corporation of the United States is dissolved and defeated, you're, you're just a commodity with a, with a, a number on your head and, and traded on the stock exchange. I mean, you're just a, you know, the, make America great again could happen if you kicked all that out of here. The reason that happened is because they bankrupted America and so America... America, not the corporation, made the deal with them in 1912 um, you, you to, to be bailed out. In 1913, you had the Federal Reserve. In 1933, you had the beginning of the income tax, which they did because you're slaves. We're slaves. So, you know, bing, 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 bing. And um, so you can't say 1933 was a time when America was great. You can't say the 1920s America was great. You can't say the 1910s in America was great, leading up to World War I. You can't say 1890, the beginning of the Industrial Revolution in America was great, and the, 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 especially the 1850 to 1900, which was the conquering of the West and the slaughter of all these Indians and the moving out West and the gold rush and all that. When, when exactly do you mean? The, the America 1912 got put in the hands of, of got owned basically, by the United States of America, Inc., and that became uh, the property of foreign banking interests. Foreigners owned all the United States and all the people in it. So until and unless that's addressed properly, legally, the main, the one remedy we have, thank God we have, is Jesus, you know, but it just means that you come here to be, I guess, a messenger and a martyr. Because, and, and the reason is, is because, see, you're coming into a situation that is fallen, is down. And you're coming here from, as an ambassador of Christ, from within and without. So, we are to show Christ to the world from within ourselves. And understand, it's, it's you know, and through that motivation of Christ uh, begins the healing of, you know, of, of um, you know, true selfless love and all those things that, that reach out and, and, and fix things and changes, you know, people's perspective 
from selfishness and vanity, which is what 99.9% of the people are born with, that's like a disease called selfishness and vanity because they're, they're trained to look at self. You need to learn how to walk. You need to learn how to eat. You need to go get money. You need to get this. You have to get that. You've got to go grab this, grab that, put the kids in these schools, do this, do that, do what you're told, do what you're programmed to do. So most people have never even lived one day. They don't know what life is. That's most people on earth. And they're in tremendous pain. I mean, if you had to like keep your mouth shut about murders, corruption. I saw this movie last night called... No, no, you're not going to do that to me. I saw this movie. He's really wound up and I'm trying. Please help me. Please help, Trish. So there he goes. Well, the main message I had today was just to say that, look, if you know that everything is winding up, you know what I mean, then that should influence our behavior more so than getting things back on track. There is, there is, and I know this is very unpopular to say this, and this is going to get me hated by everybody, but... There is no getting back on track. There is no track to get back onto. You know, and or I could even make it another way. You're already on track with the Lord. You're on track. What do you do? What do you care about the material world? That's got nothing to do with you and nothing to do with me. We came here as spirit beings in these bodies to to alert people that there is a way out of this hellish mess and that's really our job and if they see another worry wart or somebody just crying in their beard that it it's it's just like seeing another one of them it, it means you don't have christ in you really you say well how can i manifest christ how can i manifest jesus and it's like well it's in it's within you the entire kingdom, the entire, all the real estate is within you. All of reality is within you. But we're all busy looking outside ourselves, seeing the material world, seeing this world that's dying of entropy, this world of, of, of time and space, which is illusory at best, influenced by Saturn, Satan, right? Kronos, time, which is the big curse. Because what was the tree of life? Timelessness. And what's this? Time. Limitation. Failure. Unachievement. Incompetence. Not enough learning time. I'm just figuring it out now that I'm 90. It, it's, it's futile. Can't take it with you. It just ends and that's it. All right? So nobody can win and nobody can get America or themselves back on track because we're not going that way. Yesterday is gone. There is no yesterday and there is no tomorrow. There is just now. And that is, you know, Christ nowness nowness i know a lot of these messages that are really 
pretty good come through when Ben's is really acting up because I think the little critters out there, the, they're trying to get him to act up to, to mess up. But I think I, I got it said. And, and so, okay, Zeph, so how do we access that? Well, the, a lot of new agers talk about this all the time. But the problem is it becomes works. It's by grace that I am saved. It's by, it's by God's grace and mercy that I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I speak the oracles of God. I speak the truth of prophecy. I speak healing. I speak knowledge of all things everywhere throughout time, space, non-time, space. That's why we laugh at, you know, Oppenheimer and modern physics. I saw the, finally saw the Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. After, because I really, really love the, uh, the actor, you know, uh, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington. I just think he's fantastic. I really do. I just really think the guy's great. And I hope that he, you know, succeeds. I hope he's like his dad, you know. Anyway, bottom line is... (laughs) Just complete nonsense and idiocy. It, It just... You know, here is a guy celebrated as one of the greatest directors of all time, you know, to to replace Stanley Kubrick, and he can't find his ass with two hands. I mean, it's, you know, he doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. He he can't, he's he's, he's complete retard when it comes to anything to do with physics, quantum mechanics, any of that stuff. It's, it's, and it's really, even as simpleton-like that he put his concept together, the public, st- the way it was presented, the people still don't quite get it. This idea that there's two moving forces, you know, time going forward and, and past time coming to a collision that's going to kill all humanity, but there's only one man that can save the earth. And it, it just, it's, it's, it makes no sense because when we're dealing with such things, we're not dealing with linear. And in fact, some people say in it, quit, quit thinking linearly. You mean, no, but they all think linearly. They all think in linear time, either backwards or forwards. So the concept never worked, and the people, the view, the audience never understood exactly the photography, beautiful, the you know, you know, nice writing, great Kenneth Branagh performances, the Russian oligarch, you know, all this stuff was, you know, very interesting, but it just failed. And it's not because the actor John David Washington; it's not his fault. It's the fault that the concept was um, ill-conceived. You know what I mean? They had everything they needed, bells and whistles, the best photography, the best effects, the best actors, the best this, the best that, the best everything. But it was all dressed up as a nice set, you know, not even a nice set of false teeth, just a set of false teeth. And that was, you know, that's... I don't know. You know, to me, the guy, you know, is... is I, I'm kind of, I don't really care about his movies, you know what I mean? Even Inception of those, I don't care. You know, Interstellar, I don't care. It's, it's, it's just not my concept. It's just not right. It's just like the wrong, you know, these people always do, and when I say these people, I mean people, you know, that work in the system, they always make the same mistakes. They can't cross a line. You know, the Chinese are, you know, reading their screenplays and, and, and editing them, you know, and, and making sure they don't cross the line. You don't learn anything new. 
you don't, you don't, there's no breakthrough in knowledge of any kind whatsoever, which is, they don't want people to be intelligent. They don't want people to wake up. They don't want a film that's challenging that, that makes you think and makes you, you know, process. They don't want that. All they want is, as they stated, was it Franklin Delano Roosevelt or no, is or Woodrow Woodrow Wilson? He goes, I want a nation of workers. I don't want intellectuals. I don't want people to think through. I don't want philosophers. I just want workers. So the the, the education came in. And then and education is there to dumb down people. That's the whole point of education. It makes people dumb. How many dumb PhDs do you know? Like all of them, right? Because they get a narrow focus and they're in their compartment and they don't interact with anyone else and they, they wind up being stupid. And it, it happens. This is what happens in the medical profession. The people that one department doesn't communicate with the other. So you have like heart you know, cardiology, not communicating with urology, not com- communicating with the, um, you know, lung people, not communicating with the, um, you know, uh, gut people. And nobody co- talks to anybody, right? And then they just leave you on your own. They would oh, you need a prescription, you know, and then they work for big pharma and then they're just an outlet for drugs. And so they become completely irrelevant. And then with COVID, of course, they were just murdering people outright, which is really what they want to do anyway, right? Because medicine is satanic. So they, they don't really want you to get better, but they do want you to, they do want customers, not patients. <laughs> and so we're forced to, to become part of the old way. We're forced to go the old ways. You know, we're, we, you have a heart attack and go in there and they can, you know, save your life from that and break a leg, whatever they can fix that. Then you have to get out of there because they're going to try to, to to hook on you a bunch of stuff, right? And then you finally wise up, and you finally go, you know, this to go in this route. Can you imagine being on this heart med medication, to, you know, till the day you die? It's like, what, what, who would do something like that? Only a criminal. A criminal will put you on a drug for the rest of your life. A sociopath will put you on a drug for the rest of your life. A gas lighter will put you on a drug. A gang stalker will put you on a drug for the rest of your life. Right? Will rape you for big pharma. Anything for society, which is big pharma. Right? That's why the who is up there. That's why the who makes all the decisions. That's why the World Bank and everybody, you know, they, they, they rely on medical... Because medical, oh, there's a pan, you know, lockdowns and, you know, forcing and, and, and all that. But, you know, it's across the board. It's education. It's, it's the medical establishment and the medical schools. And then until somebody breaks out, like, you know, there are some beautiful people that break out, like Peter McCullough and all, other people that they break out of the mind control. You know what I mean? Then they use their prodigious knowledge and skills for the good of the people. That's what Govinda is doing. It's the Ministry of Health. You know, he's he's out there for the good of the people, for the healing of the people. And, and, and it has to be done in such a way that they don't get caught. You know, so they have to work around legally to be able to get you the right thing, say, say ivermectin or say, you know, something like hydroxychloroquine or something like that. Or even, you know, steroid inhalers. <laughs> You know, so you don't have to go get into, you know, and, 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 and the rest of the, the panoply of, you know, zinc and 
quercetin and vitamin D and, and uh, you know, vitamin C and all those things that uh, need to be really loaded up on to, to, to overcome some of these flus. And I, they're probably getting ready to throw out some doozies at us and call it COVID, of course, you know, and then photograph all the deaths. One of your big enemies, you know, and I say you, I mean me, you know, so one of our biggest enemies is really, um, you know, the media, the legacy media, that is, is basically their, all, all their, their, it's a ministry of propaganda is all they are. So they lie every day, almost every sentence out of their mouth is a lie and they can't even talk without having a script. So it's all written by the same people in the think tanks, the same military industrial complex, the same Satanists. See, the whole thing is religion. It's, it's, it's a religion. The entire world is a religion, right? And it's tied into, you know, to the, the whole alien thing, the reptilian thing, you know, other planets, this and that, you know, other things, you know, other worlds we don't know about, Antarctica, under the earth. It's all tied together with one goal in mind, to overturn God's creation. That's why they want to get rid of carbon, because ultimately they just want to get rid of God's creation, because without carbon, you're not even going to be breathing. So, so you know, a guy like Gates is allowed to do it only because his real rank is a global leader. It works with impunity. Right? The, the, you know, all these people have other identities in the hierarchy, a hierarchy that, you know, that does, you know, kill millions of children, does, you know, abuse people, does, you know, the, the pedophilia is just like the least, that's like, that's like the norm, that's, that's normal for them all. But the child sacrifice, all the sacrifices and all the murders and, and the murder of children and all that, it goes on. And that's why we like the movie God is a bullet because it actually just briefly touches on child sacrifice with Satanists, which is whether it's your garden variety, whether it's the meth head out in, out in, you know, out in, in the Mojave desert, right? Whether it's the boardroom, there's always has to be sacrifices in order to move on and move up. So the U.S. military industrial complex embraced Satanism. And now they're manifesting it through the wokeism, which is basically the, the, the internal Satanism coming out. And the only way to battle it is for the internal Christ within us to come out, to manifest. But if we're busy externally, we're, then, then the external block is on and is never going to come out. People are just going to see you as another guy like that one over there, that one over there, you know, just another face in the crowd. And Jesus, if anything, didn't want you to be a face in the crowd. He doesn't. I just say present tense. He doesn't want you to be a face in the crowd. God doesn't want you to be a face in the crowd. God wants you to stand out as a witness that there is a God. For, for example, let's start with a very rudimentary thing. We are supposed to display through our being, not through preaching necessarily, through our spirit, that God is real. And therefore, Christ is real. You know, the Tibetans know Jesus is real. And they try to watch a cover story that they taught Jesus everything he knew. <laughs> the Indians know. Most of the, the elite Hindus know. Yeah. The African witch doctors know. It seems that we're the only people that don't know. And that we pride ourselves as a Christian nation. And yet, where do we see Christ?
Well, there's little, you know, efforts here and there. We see Christ in, in, in action, right? It, it, manifesting Christ isn't really so much what you say or what I say. It's what I'm going to do. What do I do? Well, it could be just something I say in a conversation at a table somewhere. That spirit coming out that's highly offensive but, but, but puts people spellbound. They don't know what to make of it. They're scared of it. They run. They're all, you know, ever notice that when you're being gaslit and, and you're being harassed and you're being, you know, all that stuff, have you ever noticed how, uh, how they're always like hiding behind a wall so you can't see them really? They're always commiserating amongst themselves back there what they're going to do to you next. You know what I mean? They're always, it's always you versus them. And then if you say there's a them, then they, they want to lock you up as paranoid, psychotic. And, you know, torture you some more. And just keep torturing you until they have their fill. So let me ask you this question then. What is the purpose of their lives? Of being alive? Not to push the buttons at the factory, no. Not to push the pencil at the desk in the, you know, Century City High Tower. What is the purpose of their lives? Not to to, to indoctrinate their children into the same, you know, zombie-like, non-existence that they're in what is the purpose and the answer is they don't have purpose and they're basically you know according to god they're useless they're ignorant and they're stupid and they don't learn they they don't learn no matter how many times logic and truth is repeated to them logic and truth see a a to manifest Christ would be somebody speaking truth on all kinds of subjects, right? On all kinds of subjects. Because when you have the spirit of truth, it cuts through to every subject you're going to talk about. Philosophy, mechanics, um, you know, socialization, you know, social sciences, economics, right? And any other kind of topic. You know, archaeology, you know, astronomy, anthropology. And all of that, um, you know, you would cut through immediately and say, well, here's chaff, and you just separate the wheat from the chaff, of all the things that they're trying to teach you in school, all the things they're trying to teach you in all the textbooks, and you go, oh, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, this is wrong. And you can go through in 15 minutes and basically mark it up and, and be done with it. Because most of it will be wrong. Most of it will be propaganda or somebody's opinion. That, you know, and, and basically secular opinion is, you know, like what they say about opinions. Everyone's got one. They're useless, worthless. Truth is what gets the job done. Truth is what manifests Christ. So if you have the spirit of truth on you, then you're manifesting Christ wherever you go, then you're doing the work of the Lord, then you are in Christ, then you are 100%. But when we then get pierced and we fall to the ground and we worry about little petty things and we get all concerned about our own health or our people or other people and what they're going to do or say or anything like that, then they win and God loses. Because he didn't send us here to uh, conform 
to this, you know, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I mean, you know, I mean, imagine coming here for the first time. You just, it's it's not funny, but it, it is in a way. You know, you you just wonder how people could get that to the, I, I, just like, how, how, like when I see them with the mask on now, I do, I do make myself known. I just tell people to take the thing off and they want to call the police. You know, they, they just, it just like, I, you know, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, putting that on your children, it's like. You know, you want to have an incubator that breeds like disease and bacteria that goes in your lungs. Just put that that mask on. Put a surgical mask on. It's not meant to even be worn outside. It's meant to be worn in surgery in a sterile environment and temporarily, please. Not all day long outside and you know building up all this sweat and again bacteria get breathing that in. That's just torture. That's that the the state. That look at all the slaves. And you know why they obey? Because they've been taught since they were kids that they're slaves. They've been taught. You don't just ordinarily get born and then realize, oh, I'm a slave. No, you have to be taught to to be a slave, just like you have to be taught racism, which the left is, you know, they teach everyone to be racist, then to blame it on the guy that isn't racist. That's, That's how they operate. And people keep falling for it over and over again. And what it does is perpetuate their slavery because they're all consumed with it. There will be no solution in the physical world. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. None. 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 In fact, if you want to have a breakthrough in science, you want to have spirit-filled people because they're going to be right on the truth. Science is no science. There is no science. Not when you have space and time. I mean, you can do mechanics about how to work in space and time, and and then you have, but you can't factor entropy in. Happenstance, entropy, aging. The minute you observe something, it changes. (laughs) No theory can be borne out. Nothing works. No science is is accurate. It's approximate. Sometimes it's very close. But really, it just comes down to the realm of prediction. I got a gut feeling. (laughs) And that's more accurate than the science. We had, uh, we had, uh, you know, just to say, um, you know, been on this COVID thing from day one because we already knew about Event 201. We already knew about, uh, you know, Agenda 2030. We knew, and you all knew. We all knew <clears throat> the same day, day one. And we knew years before then what they were going to do. And then they did it. So there should be no surprise. As it says in Peter, you know, don't be surprised as if this were some strange thing that's happening to you. This is not strange. This is... This is what they, they're just bringing out what they do all day long behind the scenes into the open so you can see their corruption because they feel cocky and confident they've already beat you. They've already beaten everybody. And then they feel they're so smart that they want to go off in tin cans and in uh, life extension in this dimension 
um, with the idea of, of, of finding portals to go through to access other dimensions, which they don't understand and which they could never actually survive in, in any kind of physical bodies that would be in this dimension. But they, of course, are the experts. A very tortured existence, to be sure. I don't know how many of them are clones now and how many aren't. You know, it really doesn't matter because if you're a clone, then, of course, you're, it's game over. It's, you know, you might as well be in a grave. That's it. Next. Oh, I could care about a clone. I care about, uh, you know, we have clones and, and you know, the, 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 whether they should be, you know, robots. You can develop a great affection for, I'm sure, a female companion robot. That would be, you know, you'll be aging and they won't be and they can attend to all your needs based on AI. I mean, sure, you can, you know, you can, that could, you know, they could make sure that, you know, they, they know how to manipulate you to, to emote love from you and then harvest the love, upload that love to the, uh, to the mainframe. Um, I'm just trying to really explain that this, thank God, this is the end of things. You know, I, 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 Lord, I just can't imagine that uh, we would want to. Can I looked up today and I saw the bright morning star. Right, the confusion whether that's Jesus or Lucifer. Right, <laughs> it didn't move. It didn't talk to me. It's really bright in the uh, eastern sky in the morning. Really bright. I'm not sure what, what actually star that is, but it's a bright, bright, bright. You know, maybe it's a planet. I don't know. Venus? Well, who knows? Very bright. Some of you experts could tell me. But it didn't have anything to do with me. It didn't make me feel better. It didn't talk to me and say, Zeph, this is the way to go. This is where to go today. This is what to talk about. This is where to put your mind. This is how to, to get there. Where? The only place I want to go is not here. But I'm not looking to transform the world into a, you know, a 3D world. From a 3D into another 3D. You can have it. I don't, I don't, there, there's no point, you know, people, you know, when your, your eyes look outward and you see, I see trees, I see mountains, I see desert, your eyes look outward and you see all this stuff and it's irrelevant. It's not what's going on. What's going on is within you because within us is, is infinite space, time and non-time. What's in us is everything. What's outside is limited. If you want some external physical, you know, remedy, then God will provide that if God wants you to, if that's your purpose, to do something that you would need that for, for earth. But when they take on a body and they come in from a disincarnate view and they come into this, this kind of, um, you know, basically a character-driven multi-dimensional story held, you know that's contained within a three-dimensional space they are aware that um 
there is a, the whole other life and other infinite possibilities outside of this, which when you come into this, you only have a very narrow view. You know, a Plato's cave view, shadows on the wall is all you have. You don't know anything. And if you need your eyes and ears and what you can see and touch to prove it to you, then you're never going to know anything. You'll just be ignorant and then die, which is what most people do. Because the decision was made long before we were born. They want a nation of workers, not intellectuals, not thinker, thinkers, whatever. They try to recruit thinkers and people with high IQs to control the others, you know, the workers, the worker bees. Right, the worker bees have to do, you know, have to, and, and, and it's, you know, definitely a matriarchy around, you know, the, the, the witch queens who basically dole out, you know, who are, who, who are supposed, to, you know, none of that's supposed to exist, but it does. And then they organize society. So when you see a George Bush funeral or a John McCain funeral, you're, you're, you're in a satanic ritual abuse situation if you're not, right? It's being forced on you through the TV. It's a Babylonian ritual. And the original king of Babylon, you know, according to mythology, is Satan. Period. It just doesn't get any easier than that to figure it out, does it? And so what do we do? Fortunately, the reptilian mind, which is what they all end up having, is very... You know, you can slip around and slip by and sneak under and go this way, go that. You can do a lot of things without them even detecting it. They don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what you're going to do. It's sort of out of sight, out of mind. And then, you know, they they might get concerned. But, you know, one thing they have to know is it's hands off. You mess with a child of God, you're going to be messed with. But your life will be ruined at least some somewhere, maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15 years from now. But it's going to be ruined. Early heart attack, whatever. Something's going to happen. There are consequences to to messing with the very limited children of God that come here, basically to save the world, which is basically to deny the physical um, limitations and to uh, acknowledge the spirit and 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 that you know the spirit of God, and that the spirit's within. So God wants to manifest through you, and that's where the idea of the human as a tabernacle. The whole reason for the jealousy was this. The reason for the war with Satan, Lucifer, fallen angels, all that, the reason for that war is because, um, you know, the, the idea that human was made to be the tabernacle of the Most High God. That's where the, the war began. That's the whole thing. Basically, the people become like, in a sense, the throne of God, the Holy of Holies. And the angels don't. And there's the rub. You know, that's the great slight, the great dis, the great disrespect, the great, uh, you know, that these, you know, these Johnny-come-latelys are going to be the uh, tabernacle of the Most High and they're going to have the uh, keys of the kingdom and they're they're all these uh, anointed, uh, you know, and it's a whole other thing. And angels are just like considered... You know, um, well, when they went to Enoch to ask him about getting back in the kingdom, you know, God said no. You fell, that's it, done. And so this motivation 
to get humans to conform to them and to turn against God is very strong. In fact, they don't want to hear any logic. I was in a tattoo parlor once, getting my one little tattoo, which I, I don't do tattoos anymore. I just got one. It just says, Holy Spirit. And it was there to remind me when I was writing my book, Lamb, because it was so complex and such a big novel, I had to rely on the Holy Spirit, not myself. And that's, and that's, it's always been a reminder of that, you know, when times get really bad, I look at that. When people see that, they get really angry too. They get really angry. And the only reason they get angry is because they don't know who you are. They don't put you, they can't put you in a little compartment. They can't arrange your life like they want to. They, you don't fit in a slot. So you scare the hell out of them. So they hate you. Because they don't know what you're going to do. You're unpredictable. And I would say, if you want to enhance your experience on earth, if you really want to find purpose, be more unpredictable. Always be unpredictable. Say you're going to go somewhere and go somewhere else. Oh, couldn't make it today. Sorry, click. Don't call me again. Thanks. I don't care. Click. By the way, I don't care. Click. <laughs> Why should I care about what humans think? I have no interest. I only care about what God thinks in terms of, you know, where, where are we with God? That's, that's the only thing that there is to care about because you could drive yourself insane worrying about what other people think. And in fact, you're, 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 you become their slave in a sense. You're worried about pleasing them. I don't, you know, the, what's the Bible saying? It says, you know, don't be a man pleaser. If you want to please God, you're not going to please man. You want to please man, you're not going to please God. Make a choice. Uh, hey, you got to come with us. We're going to go do this. Okay, let me pray about it first. No, oh, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, hey, what? Beer? No, no, I'll just have a, I'll have a little of that uh, sarsaparilla thanks. Oh, you fucking asshole. I won't even take a drink. You know, and on and on and on. You know, it just goes on on down the line just in, infinitely. And, you know, all these people are like, um, you know, are uh, basically Jesus in that moment. You know what I mean? They just want to crucify him. You're not one of us. And what are you? What are you, actually? A, a group of nothing going nowhere with, with you know, and useless and... um you know, completely ignorant and ridiculous. So, no, I don't think I want to join that today. Thanks. Have a good one. No, I don't really mean that. Hope God breaks you. Hope God breaks you into a million pieces. I hope he just, like, separates you from this whole thing. But then again, he probably won't, because you know why? He only does that to people he loves. So I guess that's not you. If it hasn't happened yet, I mean, odds are it probably won't happen. Oh, did you think you would just start saying, yay, Jesus, and that would be it? You don't realize unless you're chosen, it's the same on the other side. You have to be chosen to go up the ladder. You got to be chosen by Jesus. Many are called, but few are chosen. And you've heard that. 
It's not the, all these people that go to church are deluding themselves. It's, there's no reason to have church in that way in this big building thing. There's no, no point to it because many are called and few are chosen. A lot of times people are chosen, they don't even know the word Jesus yet. Oh, they're going to learn it. But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they're, they're, God chooses people that are you, the last one you'd ever expect. And, and, you know, there's also homeless people that God doesn't choose. And they're just as ruthless and gang-stalking and angry and arrogant as, the, uh, as their um, cohorts in the, uh, you know, in the, uh, the, the job-filled uh, world, where the job is now religion. The job is your God. The job is the almighty job. My God, that's, that's my purpose in life. I found it. It's driving this forklift, and I really, really enjoy it. No, I mean, you know, my job is this screenplay. I really, really enjoy it. No, that's not my purpose. None of that's my purpose. I do that. If God you know, moves me to do that, then I'll do it for the Lord. Why do I do it for the Lord? Because doing it for myself, I get depressed, upset. I get lost. I don't always finish. I know with God, you know, what God starts, he's going to finish. So if I can get in line with him and... and get in agreement with him and then, you know, move on wherever he wants. It doesn't matter. Or nothing. Doing nothing is one of my, uh, doing nothing, because I do a lot of things, but doing nothing is one of my activities that God led. God leads me to do nothing. <laughs> because, well, you know, God might lead me to say something downtown. Someone may hear something I say in a, in a store. I did I may say something, I don't think there's anything of it, but it, it makes some impact somewhere. I don't know. I just know that it, it's just not, you know, to get my ego involved in it is is, a, is futile. It's not going to lead to anything. So, you know, you just want to be blissed out and not have to take any responsibility for anything. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's that's my goal, to be blissed out and not take any responsibility for In other words... Not take personal responsibility, but take responsibility for my relationship with God and let then let the chips fall where they may in terms of how I would serve in this world. Because I'm not here to, you know, there's nothing for me. And especially, now, I don't sound as old as I am, but I mean, you know, uh, there's no future. There's no goal. Right? It's, it's because, because death is coming. I don't know when. Maybe it'll be 30 years from now. But the point is, is, you know, I could have said the same thing when I was 30. There is no purpose. There is nothing that I would build that would last. Everything in this life is temporary because it's an illusion to begin with. So what do you want? What do you, what do you, you get? Well, I found my purpose. It's to be an Olympic athlete, okay? And then you break your leg. Oh, so sorry. You'll never really run that 100-yard uh, dash again. Oh, gee. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> By the best thing that ever happened to you. On what scale? Based on the scale of, of uh, you know, reality. Truth. Peace, love, ascendancy. You know, it's funny. The people that are the, the worlders can't ascend. They, they think apotheosis. They have this idea that they kind of become like this ghost-like thing. 
And I admit there's plenty of like disincarnate entities like in hospitals. I mean, they're just all over the place. All the atrocities that they commit in there are just, just you know, displayed on the walls. I can see it all. I see everything. I don't want to see everything. I don't want to see anything half the time. But I'm forced to look at it and forced to remember this world. This world is nothing. The spirit, the kingdom, God is everything. Uh, the builders of this world rejected the cornerstone, Jesus. They already made their decision in this world that they would fail. There are no good kings that will lead their people into anything. All kings are corrupt. All elites are corrupt. So why? Because money is the root of all evil, and they all love, you know, they all pursue money. Pursuing money is the love of money. If you work at something and, and you, you make money as a result of your work and you're not chasing money, that, that's fine. You, you could be a billionaire that way. You still would be fine. But that's not the majority of these people. These people that are billionaires, they pursue They want even more. They're not happy with being a billionaire. They want a trillion now. They're not happy with, you know, anything. They just want to keep pursuing well, every time they pursue, and then they start adding the black magic and the Satanism and the worship, and then finally the, the sacrifices and all that, because they're trying to get ahead because of the love of money. That's the root of all evil. The need to get ahead is the root of all evil. The need to win is the root of all evil. I want to win. Well, I don't care what you want. What you want's irrelevant. I won. Not by my effort, but by the grace of God, by the power of God, somehow I won. Thank you, Lord. I, the victory goes to you, Lord, not me. And I really mean that. I really don't need to win. I don't care about the concept of win and lose is not in my mind. If somehow I win by pursuing something that God has me doing and I'm doing a labor of love for God and I win something, it's not me that wins, it's God that wins. And of course, it's win-win for me anyway, because I'm happy. What, what would you pay to be happy right now? What would that be worth to you to be happy right now? You know, God wants you all to be happy. Are you happy? Happy, fulfilled, content, loving, detail-oriented. You know what I mean? Um, uh, concern for others, concern for God, you know, you know, yielding yourself in joy rather than, oh, I better yield myself to God because I'm in such adorable sin. I should really be beaten down to a pulp and dead. They should just kill me, but I'm going to yield myself to God. Oh, yeah, Mr. Narcissistic Martyr, I get it. Yeah, we're done with people like you, man. We see you in the churches all the time. I'm just a horrible sinner. In other words, in other words, don't criticize me. I'm already doing that myself. Don't pick on me. Don't point out anything. Uh, I'm just a mineral sinner. God picked me up and I have no reason to be. 
I repent, Lord. It's constantly been, beat me, beat me, beat me. I deserve it. I can't wait till I'm persecuted. Okay, that is that is not God. That is the devil, the accuser. All right, when you see people doing that in church with their testimonies, I'm just. I could say, look, okay, so I murdered people. I hurt myself. I was selfish. I harmed um, others around me. I, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I was blind to it all. And then the Lord opened my eyes and I repented and I understood. And then I, I quit everything I was doing. And I just said, Lord, just use me. And he... He he put he put me here. He did this. He did that. It's everything changed, and I'm just so grateful. I'm filled with joy because of that. I'm happy because this, I'm such a miserable. That that kind of thing is actually a sin. Be, being that way is being a worse sinner than a murderer because you're condemning yourself. And it's just as bad as condemning someone else. And we don't condemn anyone here. No one, no one, not one person. Point out, you know, where it's going to go if they keep going. Prophesy about them. You know, try to get in the mindset of God with respect to others. But, you know, even to the point of saying, well, it looks like probably, you know, a lot of people won't ever wake up to the truth and they don't want it anyway which is a prophetic statement. It's not a statement of judgment. It, it would be judgment if I said, well, therefore, you know, you know, in quotes, God damn you. You know what I mean? That would be a judgment that I would be, you know, I would be in the position of God then. That would be a sin. And I repent for even having to say that. You know, or I just want to, can't believe all the stuff they're doing. The chemtrail, this, that, and the other thing. You know, Bill Gates. We got to get them and you know, hang them all. Well, that's a very carnal way of looking at it. I prefer to look at it as God is in control, and all these things that are happening are happening for a reason, a God reason. God's just using these people to to, to do what they do. But it's really about you. What's inside of you? Who do you love? What do you love? Where's your heart? Well, now we're going to find out. A lot of people think, you know, before they get on the battlefield, they wonder if they're going to have the courage to actually pull the trigger or to, to pursue the enemy. They're not going to know until they're on the battlefield that day. They can be an expert sharpshooter. They can be an expert in training. But until they're on the actual battlefield, they're not going to really know what they're made of. So this is the battlefield, and we're on this battlefield. Lord says, you know, gird up with the full armor of God because the days are evil. I redeem the time because the days are evil. Use that time wisely because the days are evil. You know, do you, are you here to save the world? Not necessarily save the world. I'm here to do God's will from me, which is not the same as you and not the same as you and not the same as you and not the same as you. So quit trying to gather us into a collective and tell us all what our purpose is. You don't know our purpose. 
Only God knows, my brother, and he can communicate that to me. He doesn't need you, Mr. Pastor. Mr. What? Go between, between heaven and earth. Don't need anybody like you. These pastors are something. The apologists, the people that are like connected to the Calvary Chapel, you know, which is some of, some of them I've heard, you know, and, 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 and them talking about Maui. It's like listening to the, um, you know, the LAPD <laughs> uh, give me a lesson in what in philosophy. I mean, it's, I, what do you say? Yeah, they talk about the body not being accurate and this and that, but they they're all behind the police and the, and the you know the, the the corruption's right in their face. But they can't see because they're they got a problem. They can't quite you know. Really, they're just not out on the front line. They go, oh, we were there first with the aid and everything to people. Yeah, right, right. Another Samaritan's purse. Uh-huh. Gotcha. But what's really going on, Franklin? Uh, I can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, Greg. What's really going on, man? I can't talk about that. Okay, so anybody, what's going on? Can't talk about that. Why not? Because I'll get in trouble. Okay. So until that, you, you, you can forget about this world being straightened out before, you know, any kind of judgment. And that's what the Bible says. There's going to be a judgment. There's going to be a loss of life, tremendous loss of life. If the nuke thing goes off, I would just, it's right there in the book of Revelation. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very simple that, you know, that uh, there'll be judgment. There's already been plagues. There's already been millions of people killed. Um, you know, there's been excess deaths on everything, the jabs, all this other stuff. Tell me, are these people under the control of God or not? Yes, they are. So are they, you know, the vials and the bowls and all that, can that be con- compared to biological warfare? Of course it can. Someone the other day said the 144,000 talked about in the book of Revelation, Revelation 7 and 14, is a, uh, a frequency. People will be attuned to this frequency. It's, it's not necessarily, and I think where they were trying to go with that is that when you're redeemed in Christ, you're brand new. You're like a virgin at that point, meaning, and in that old School meaning, meaning you're pure. You're purified. And purified means then you're, you're uh, you know, basically you have your vessel, but it's just housing your spirit and your spirit has taken over. Your spirit is incorruptible. And there are people walking around like that. There are people that we know. And it doesn't mean they're going to be there forever because you can, every one of us can fall into a carnal uh, nightmare anytime. And it's useless blaming other people too. You know what I mean? I've done a lot of that. And, uh, you know, witches did this or they did that. Who, in the end, who cares who did it to you? You've got to get through that illness or get through that thing that happened or whatever happened, you're going to have to deal with it. 
true forgiveness is, you know, maybe it doesn't even rise to the level of any kind of hatred. So there's no need for forgiveness because it, it goes through as God's in control and then, you know, witches do what they're going to do. If they can get close to you in, in any way, shape, or form, and they, the only thing, um, warning I say to the witches is, you know, you mess with um, the wrong people, you're going to be dead. And I'm just going to say it straight up. Oh, it'll be a heart attack. It'll be something from the jab. It'll be like a car accident. It'll be something. That's what you wish on other people. You wish all those kind of things, car accidents, death, diseases, poisonings, all this stuff, and it comes back on you. And you know it does. They all they say that when when you know witches cast spells that they 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 become obese, unless they can have a scapegoat to throw it on, meaning that there can be a because there's blowback that's immediate. Well, that obesity can cause you know heart failure, diabetes, all kinds of things. Nothing, not anything to be you know just just because. You know these these top people are obese doesn't mean you know now they're they're making the fashion obese now now we see all these fashion models that are morbidly obese and they need they need medical help and they've got edema and everything else and they need help they don't need to be dancing around for for some drug company which you see oh Ozambic you know Ozambic you know do you see this big fat woman dancing around I mean it's like or or one of them I don't know was that or some some drug you know right have you seen that commercial. Um, it, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's really just, uh, incredibly, well, we're all for inclusion here, Seth. We love each other. Oh, I know what love means to you. <laughs> and that ain't love. That's hatred. Okay. So when you say love you, to me, you, you're saying the word hatred. So please don't apply that to me when you say, well, you're all so hatred, Seth. No, I'm not filled with hatred. I basically love everything, everyone. I'm, 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 I, I wouldn't be happy otherwise. Yeah, but you hate that they're all Satanists. No, I don't hate that they're Satanists. I'm sorry that they're enslaved. I'm sorry that they're enslaved. Just like when you look at a slave, you go, geez, you know, I wonder if they even know they're enslaved. Maybe I should tell them. Yeah, help help to liberate. I love to see them liberated. I'd love to see them come to Christ. I, I don't care. I you know it's funny that you get to a point where you don't hold a grudge. You're not mad at the actor, the the guy that murders you or whatever. You're not mad at that person. It's that thing that's in them that making them do that because most people would not murder other people or wish harm or try to set up uh, you know. You know, gaslighting, gang stalking, lawsuits, whatever, you know, sicknesses, all that kind of stuff that they do. And they, they relish in all this. They think they're going to get ahead by it. And you know they're not. So you got to feel sorry. So my main thing is I just feel sorry for people. I do, la- I do laugh maybe as a defense mechanism because of how stupid they act and all the dumb shit they say because they can't talk because they're not allowed to say a bunch of stuff. So they just talk in niceties. And that makes them even more dumb. That actually lowers their IQ over time because that vibration of small talk, it, it dumbs people down. It gets people, uh, you know, stops them from processing information and just thinking in these glib sound bites, beam, 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 that that's what reality is. And that's not what reality is, a very deep thing. It's not just, you know, sound bites. It's not just, you know, small talk or, you know, it's not... Uh, people say the, the, the intellectuals have to use the word banal. Banal just meaning a you know, very worldly, very you know ordinary, very 
And it's sort of like, well, you're the ones pushing that concept because you're the ones worshiping the banal. You worship the base. You worship the, the material. You worship the tree. You worship the, uh, the other guy, the, the, the Michael Jordan. You worship the, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, that's not what we're about. And, you know, I, I do feel sorry for people that do that. When I see them, uh, oh, that smelly stone, yeah. Taking my detox formula here, folks. They say, well, what kind of detox are you doing? Wow. Am I going to make it through tomorrow? I don't think so. I think I'm going to use this up today. Well, it's really nasty tasting. And uh, bottoms up, friends. I'm going to take some really strong herbs now. Ah, that's ah, nasty. It's nasty, but good. You can tell it's good. Put it in grape juice, it still doesn't cut the taste. You know what I mean? It's still strong. What is it? I'm doing, um, you know, I, I don't like to make a habit of what I'm just saying what I'm doing, but I'm doing, uh, I might as well mention this because I'm on the last day here pretty much. It's Dr. Schultz's kidney bladder detox or flush. And there's three levels to it. Like one, you can do normal where you kind of normally just sort of eat your normal routine. You know what I mean? And, and two, you can go like vegetarian, vegan, or three, you can go all raw food. You know, try to be as fasted as possible. And what it's done for me is it's um, just given me a lot more, uh, well, it's a good thing to do. You know, you should also flush the liver, too. So that's that's the liver detox is probably next. I, uh, every once in a while, I find that, you know, every, I've, unfortunately, I've waited so many, you know, years between each detox, but I've done this before. I did a liver flush. I've done a uh, kidney bladder detox flush. I've done a... Uh, uh, biome treatment, you know, I've done, you know, probiotics, prebiotics, uh, and all that, you know, to, um, and I found that it all helps tremendously, but again, you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. I, I wouldn't do anything unless I was led by the Holy Spirit because there's always a danger. You could be, you know, the, 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 something else is what's happening and you might be wrong. And I've been wrong before. You know, and um, but here's what I do know: the motivation to to really learn and to be educated about natural naturopathy, if you will, nature na natural ways, is because in this day and age, we really need to take responsibility for our own health. Because most people are living sub you know subhuman lives, meaning they they don't have the energy, they don't have the vitality. They don't have the, um, the the mental acuity. All these things come from just being in, you know, you, you know, from being in um, in harmony, you know, with nature. Just realizing you're, you know, defeating that part of you, treating the whole person, you know. So that can also, you know, there's some remedies available in, in homeopathy. They're good and naturopathy, if you will. Uh, herbs, um, you, you know, and, and vitamins are more, more of a gross thing, but yeah, and certain vitamins 
And the whole idea is to bring up the consciousness, to bring up that consciousness to the point where it, it has, and most consciousness is nonlinear. So the idea of knowing and all that, and consciousness is awareness of God or being in God's stead or in God's, in, in the spirit, in concert with God or just God in you. And that's the whole point of being healthy, right? Because you get there, and then then from there, you can be motivated to be directed into actions and, you know, other things that you might not do if you're just sitting there miserable. Uh, but if you're depressed, you know, um, and unhealthy and depressed and tired, you know, listless and tired and, and just, um, you know, what happens is these... You never get to the point of. You never really get to the point of knowing, um, you know, of being of 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 of. I guess you never get to the point of really being grateful or gratitude because you're depressed and you're thinking, "Oh, I feel so bad. What am I gonna do about it? I could take some more drugs." I've, I've tried to go that route and. Um, doesn't work. It just leads to more degradation. And that's what it is. It's degradation. And the world will try to get you to degrade on your own. So they, they go, I didn't do it. That guy drank himself to death or that guy drugged himself to death or that guy, you know, uh, became a thief and murdered people and hurt people. And they indeed deserve, you know, I didn't ruin his life. His life was ruined by, he was abused by his family. And then that's what happened to him. He became being a criminal. You know, all of those things. Are things that have to be, um, you know, that God wants you to overcome, that God would help you to overcome. Because God wants to be in concert with you. He wants to be in total communication, total lock. And, but a lot of people say, well, I'm a, you know, that I'm a jealous God goes back to like the Egyptian God or back to, you know, Isis and Osiris, you know, Osiris and, you know, and, and the, the you know, I'm. A, I'm a, I don't tolerate other people, and you know, I'm, I'm. You know, evil. But no, I can understand from a good standpoint the jealous God. What that means is, there's with God, there's no room for other gods, other concerns, other entities, the the physical world. Even if he put us in the physical, when it gets to the point where you go, okay, so God put me in this physical world and expects me to perform in this physical world as he's made me to. And if I can align with that, <clears throat> then I believe I'm going to be healthy because he's going to lead me into all good things. And I, you know, I made all the same mistakes of trying to do things on my own. And even after knowing God so well, you know, at times, and then and then feeling like I don't know Him, and then doing it my own thing, and hitting the wall, and that and that shouldn't be happening, you know. Well, I look at my health crisis as as you know as a failure. Absolutely. Um, I can't, you know, I can't beat myself up for it or anything else. I, I can just, all I can do is, you know, learn from from it. I've, I learned a lot about the medical establishment. I learned a lot about drugs. 
I learned a lot about the system that we're in. I learned a lot about um, disincarnate entities. I learned a lot about creatures that are from the, you know, just there out of your eyesight. But I learned a lot about what you can and can't see. Most of reality you can't see with your eyes. I'm aware that there's, there's so many dimensions, so many things to see, but here that's just very limited. And um, there just isn't any need to be sick. Why, why do you keep offering that? You want the microphone? <laughs> no, I'm just looking at him. I'm just like, you know, what exactly is it that you want? And I think he just wants to eat or he just wants to be involved. And, you know, he's not going to, he doesn't want to share us. huh? So we've heard that. So when God says he doesn't want to share, it's like, it, what it means is that in your consciousness, in your mind, you just did meditation, you know, just in closing your eyes and, and just existing and just, you know, just being there at that point. He really, and if you have some other concern in you, the two are not compatible. That concern will take over and God will be pushed out. So there, there is no God with this or God with that. There's no new age God, for example. Um, and, and, you know, when, when Jesus says, no man comes to the Father except through me, it's very, very important to understand that what Jesus is, which most people don't know, because that's another secret of the universe, what Jesus is to the universe. There'd be no universe without Jesus. So, I mean, it's like, but, so if that's rejected by the people of Earth, and then that becomes the society, the system, then the system is based on lies. And, it, and so there is no make America great again. There is no make Europe great again. There is no make Australia great again. There is no make China, it's all bad. Or bad, or just all incomplete, a better word. It's all incomplete because the cornerstone is not there. So Jesus' identity as I make all things new. What's that? In the spirit, all things are new. All the time. It's all, all new all the time. There is no falling back. There is no falling back into something here because time keeps going. It, when you fell back before, that doesn't exist anymore. So now, just like like the the whole you know health crisis I went through, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm I'm now I'm here today. This is it. That doesn't exist. If I learned a lot of things through that, it was just basically preparation for something I'm going to do next. I don't look at it as a personal failure. When I repent, it's like, well, if I had my eyes off God, well, my eyes were on God the whole time. I went through all that. So I did nothing wrong. I was just going to say that I kind of tried to treat myself and do this and do that and everything. No matter what I did, I still was led to that conclusion. You know, but it wasn't a conclusion. It was just enrolling in a, uh, you know, a university class. So... Is there learning? Well, I just repent for my ignorance, of course. 
but gratitude for the learning of lots of new things, which a lot of us can't do without a crisis. You know, like a lot of us learned a lot about the people of the world through COVID. We learned that most people are not your friend. We learned to trust no one except God. People that trust no one and not even God, they're in real trouble. But people that trust others and not God, they're in worse trouble because they're going to be, you know, led by the nose into their own slavery. And they're all like, eventually to become NPC characters and eventually they might as well be cloned because there's nobody home anyway. And that's the consequence for rejecting God. NPC character, it doesn't matter anyway, it's over. Right? Useless people doing useless things. Gratifying the flesh day in and day out. And then eventually realize all the fornication all the drinks, all the concerts, all the ball games, all the you know, all the movies and all the entertainment and everything else is all for nothing. It's just to keep you on the little path following the bouncing ball until they can, you know, basically drop you in a grave. It's it's filled with sound and fury signifying nothing. And that's just what it is for the secular person, for, you know, Macbeth. Like, life is but a poor player or whatever. You know that speech. Filled with sound and fury signifying nothing. Nada. Zero, zilch, nada. There is no purpose. And when one has no purpose, there is ennui and there is evil. And um, the devil, you know, uses the idle hands of the devil's playground, playthings, rather, playthings. Idle hands of the devil's playthings. When there's ennui, there's plenty of time for other voices to get in there and kind of guide you into, I need to feel better. I need to score some drug. I need to go to my favorite, I need to hear my favorite band, and boy, do I feel better now. Except, you know, as they stand over your grave. <laughs> yeah, you got through. You got through again. You got through again. There's a... the. The great bassist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they did an interview with, I heard an interview with him, Flea, and he goes, you know, music has saved me so many times. So, don't, dude, don't you need, isn't it just one time? I mean, you're saved or not saved, right? It saved you so many times from what? Falling? Being down in that hole? Having that hole in your soul? I mean, what did it save you from over and over? You know, it's, it's, it got me up and on my feet and got me going again. And now, of course, then, then I watched, I remember that statement. I remember that interview. And then I've watched, it, it might have been at the Hall of Fame they made that. And then I, uh, then I watched, it's my job to do this. It's my job to observe people. God put me here to observe people, so I do. And I tell you my observations. Uh, as he's, you know, gotten older, he keeps trying to, like, do that dance he does and that whole big physical act that he does on stage. And it just isn't, you know, coming so easily. 
If that's his salvation, then I would, and I doubt that, and I'm not assuming that is. I mean, I don't know what he believes. But if that's salvation, music, playing music, playing his bass in in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, then I would feel sorry for him if that's if that's true. You know, if that's if that's really the way it is, and, I, and like I say, I don't know. I, I please don't uh, write me and tell me I'm being judgmental or whatever. I'm not judging anything. I don't know. I, I'm just saying that's what he said. Music has saved me so many times. It's like, well, maybe God used music to save him so many times. Maybe God just put him on the path. Maybe he said that clumsily. That could be. I don't care. I'm not either way. I'm not here to, it's not my job to, to judge the guy. I'm just saying that what did, what did music save him from? That's all. I mean, if you, you want to go say, I could say this or something in parallel. Well, I've been down so many times and the God saved me and lifted me back up. I've been down so many times and, and so traumatized that God got and brought me through it. God gave me a way to cope in that instant, or God gave me some way of, you know, surviving it. God saved me so many times when actually my salvation is just one thing. You know, when I was 18, it was like, do you belong, do you believe, do you belong to God or do you belong to the world? Well, the answer was very simple. For me, it was God only because... It was obvious that he had saved me from a, a coma that would have killed 10 people. So I figured, well, maybe there's something, you know, to do for God. But then to do that, I had to separate from, or I was separated from man. Kept in a uh, narrow kind of a thing. But then again, the world is not my playground. The world is not my oyster. I'm not here to win, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is no, right? There is no, um, uh, I'm not here to become, uh, you know, an intellectual, you know, uh, uh, you know, arguing with the gurus, which are easy to argue with, or philosophers. I'm not here, I'm not led by, like Paul was, to be on Mars Hill, you know, arguing philosophy with the pagans. Not, you know, and, 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 and the cynics, you know, not here for that purpose. But what is the purpose? Well, sometimes the purpose is nothing discernible. Not, I mean, nothing I could say. But I'm very busy at it. It's, it's just the same kind of work that someone would do making shoes. You know, it's, it's uh, God work. Look, when a child of God says something and I hear it, boy, boom, it just hits me really hard. I know that's coming from God through that person. That person doesn't even know they were being used by God, but I know they belong to God and they're doing exactly what God has them to do. They say, well, I don't know my purpose. I haven't made any money and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And I'm, it's like, there's no, what, listen, there's no point to it. Now, if God threw me in the middle of the, uh, you know, the world, worlders, uh, you know, books and, and movies and all that, he, he, you know, he's using me for that purpose. But is there any way? <laughs> so, so what is the purpose of that? 
I, well, I'm just, I'm just doing my best, whatever God would have me do. If that's what he has me doing, fine. Right now I'm, I'm doing this, this little thing I'm doing, but, uh, if there's, if I need to be there, that's fine. But, uh, I'm not here to worry about it because there is no goal. Got, gotten a long ways. You know, I thought I'd left it all. You know, I, I, you know, someone asked me when I was doing, uh, Unity of Opposites, and I was directing it. And they asked me, the, the first AD asked me, he goes, and I grew up around movie sets and stuff, so I mean, you know, all this is like, you know, I'd, I'd visit friends from school on the movie set, you know, stuff like that. It's just like old, old hat, you know, TV, movies, sound stages, whatever. And so it was just, you know, playing with the props when you're a kid, you know, getting the army stuff, you know, like the grenades and throwing them and, yeah, you know, that kind of horsing around. <laughs> oh, that was kind of a cool thing, you know. But, um, you know, it, 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 it just, it, it, what is the purpose of Babylon here? You know, the Babylon child, you know, what is the purpose of these movies and it's like is it and I, I thought for a long time the whole purpose of movies is to abuse children i know that sounds crazy but it's that's what it seemed like or the whole purpose of movies is to be perverted you know it's not the perverts get to do the movies it's being is is to to become perverted in the ambition Ambition leads to perversion in order to further uh, accelerate power, which comes from below in this case. So movies, in a sense, were born of corruption, but at the same time, a movie can be about Christ, like Mel Gibson, you know, like uh, my, one of my favorites, Apocalypto, like Ben-Hur, you know, or Victor Mature in the robe. <laughs> you know, these biblical epics, I always loved those. I mean, those were always, you know, were so inspiring to me. Now, my point about Flea was, you know, just seeing him getting older and not being able to do, you know, seeing people like, well, Buddy Rich saw the same thing. Seeing people that are on the stage getting older and if their philosophy, if their God was their craft, which a lot of people are in music, then, then, then I feel I need to pray for them. Now, who, who do I pray for? Well, I pray for people I'm led to pray for. So usually, you know, a lot of times, somebody that's an abuser, I pray for them. Not to be hurt, but to be helped. So you got to get to that. See, because then I don't want to take that light of Christ in me and, then, and then snuff it out by being angry and hateful and wanting to just, uh, you know, uh, zap them with, uh, you know, they were evil to me, so therefore zap you. I'm throw that spell right back in your face. Uh, some people pray that way. I don't t- tend to do it that way anymore. I've, I've, I suffer with the persecution, with the diseases and things people throw. I got some pretty heavy-duty people throwing stuff, too. I mean... People that have been practitioners their whole lives and are experts at it, you know what I mean? At, at black magic and 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 uh, you know even even people doing ritual sacrifices. 
to get their way, to get their power, to throw a whammy. And it's, I suffer, I, I, I don't defeat it. I don't, you know, witchcraft be damned in Jesus' name. I, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's going to hit you. And then you're going to weather through it. And, and in that process, you, you ask the Lord, what should I do, Lord? I feel sorry for them but that they've done this. And then what's going to happen to them? And it's like, oh, no, well, I pray, Lord, that um, not not this ego prayer that people pray, oh, I hope nothing bad happens to them on account of me. Wrong. You are nothing. Okay? I am nothing. Remember that. On account of me, what's me? There is no me. So rather... Well, this is awful, Lord, that, that all this, this suffering, I mean, I might just lose my life here because of this thing they've done. And uh, Lord, I don't know, please help me to pray. Should I pray something? I pray, Lord, that their eyes are opened and that they understand if there is a heart left that they would understand the dire situation they put themselves in now. Because when people pick on the children of God in the kingdom, it doesn't go well. So now, you know, I pray for the family, that they'll be okay. And, and pray the abuser would be, you know, somehow brought into awareness. Because usually when people are abusers, it's through ignorance. It's through past trauma and ignorance, and they've decided they're not going to be abused anymore. They're going to become an abuser. So that never happens to them again. And they make a, a cardinal error there. They're actually signing their own death warrant. And I've seen a lot of people go that way, that they were just filled with venom and hatred and jealousy and anger. You don't really need to work up a spell with the candles and the, you know, the pentagram and the circle and the voodoo dolls and the you know the 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 the, uh, the 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 incantations and spells and whatever you don't you know conjuring of a demon to go after somebody and all that you don't actually need to do that you can just be filled with rage and hatred and that's that's enough you are a living spell you are throwing that on that person but what's happening is that if they have the grace of god that god god also has made it so that i don't suffer when that happens and when that happens you know those spells they get returned not returned like you'd think, but like, you know, their own side punishes them. For, for If you're going to take the trouble to conjure something and it's unsuccessful, then you, the conjurer, will be, uh, you know, probably harmed with equal or even more punishment than what you just threw at, out at someone else. And it's just a guarantee that I can't tell you. It's it's not a one to one science, so it's it, it's not like it could be years from now. But I mean, sooner. I just like the old adage that Johnny Cash says: sooner or later, God's going to cut you down. And you can they can run on doing that black magic for a long time, and they can run on doing that uh, Haitian voodoo, or they can run on doing that uh, Mexican Santeria, and they can run on you know sacrificing their chickens and their cats and. And, you know, sending people into gang stock, which is where that comes from, by the way, from that. They can keep on with all that stuff. And all that's going to happen is they get put on the hook for it all. 
nobody gets out, you know, alive, but nobody gets out without, without evening it all up. So, and, and, you know, I've thought a lot of bad things about other people and that's just as bad as doing some kind of spell. So I've got to repent and I know I've got to stand before God. So I got to be covered with the blood of Jesus. And then I got to be not beating myself up because that would mean that uh, the blood's not sufficient. So when you see someone going, oh, love me a cup of this, I'm so, I can't believe God saved me in such a When you see that, pray for that person to knock it off, to stop putting themselves on a pedestal, to stop trying to be king, stop trying to be God. Whenever you see someone doing that, and me included, you got to, you know, you, know, you, you just got to, Pray that they stop it because that, that's like everything that you've worked for going backwards. You know, here you are, full of judgment, full of rage, and you still hate the other guy. And so you're saying, Oh, I'm such a sinner. You know, and it's a good way if you go to church, which is a very hazardous zone, but if you happen to be going there and you're, you're doing that, imitating those people that go up on the stage and they say all that kind of shit. All you're doing is bringing about judgment on you, the congregation, everybody that listens to that without correcting you. Not about you. It's the, 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 the right response is, I'm so grateful that I have been saved. and I'm so grateful that I've been shown the truth about everything. In fact, the last six months, we've had the greatest eye-opening truth of any time during my lifetime. The last six months has been the greatest understanding of other people, neighbors, government, society, everything that there is on earth has been revealed totally that it's all part and parcel of the cabal, of the cult, that, it's, that all these people have fallen in, that the majority of people have fallen in, maybe you know, two-thirds of the world, maybe more. They've all fallen in line. So that's why it's across the board, the military, the police, the this, that, all, you know, trying to lock people down and shooting bullets at people of their own citizens. Think how sorry, think how far a guy would have fallen into evil. Think about that guy's soul that would shoot his own citizen or that would jail somebody for, that didn't do anything wrong and, you know, torturing their families and their children, hurting so many people. Think about, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, the justice or people like at, that are at the Justice Department in the United States, how much harm they've done to people that didn't deserve anything. All in name of their ideology of, you know, they think it's communism. There's no place at the table for Merrick Garland. He's going to be eliminated. You know, all of them are. There's not even a place at the table for Obama. They're all working at a uh, fool's errand here. And they've done such evil to people. They've hurt so many people. How will they ever be redeemed, ever? And they're doubling down on it. They now want to go after all, all, you know, all, not necessarily Trump supporters. Russell Brand is not a Trump supporter necessarily. He's kind of like me, sort of on the fence with it. It's kind of like, well, yeah, this, you know, maybe this is the only way to get some, something better. But it's in no way a complete solution. The solution has to be us has to be the Lord, you know. It's got to be the Lord through us. It's really just got to be in concert with, and, and that doesn't mean a, uh, what was I going to say? That doesn't mean they said, oh, a theocracy, Hansi. No, we don't have a theocracy. 
That, that's your terms. That's, that's, world, that's how worlders think. That's how Satanists think. They think the word theoc... What is it? Theocracy. They think a word theocracy. They think about that word. That that's some, and it's got, it's got nothing to do with us. We don't have a concept like theocracy. We don't have a theocracy. There is no theocracy. <laughs> there, is, there is no, uh, you know, if you like political ambition... It's not a, it, it, it transcends all that. So, no, there's no theocracy. Yeah, but Moses killed all the people of the golden calf because without that, he would not be able to, uh, because God was, would, you know, could not share the stage with the golden calf. Told you, he can't, you know, it's, it's either follow God or follow the golden calf. You can't do both. And that's the whole purpose of that story, to show you that, to teach you that lesson. Why do you think they put that in there? Hmm? Because they want you to um, be tolerant. When they say all-inclusive, what do they mean? They mean anyone except... um, White people, anyone except Christians, anyone except uh, truth uh, people, anyone except for family-oriented people, ultimately anyone but people would be all-inclusive. In other words, people are excluded from all-inclusive in the end. Well, I feel like I'm hallucinating now looking out that window. I'm seeing like a red sky. I'm seeing something... Maybe God is showing me something here. Yeah, okay, so the warning goes up. You know, I've been thinking about Ukraine, been thinking about Russia and nukes. And, you know, it's very possible that uh, we could be, you know, this this could be our last broadcast. And, and uh, you know, any, any second something could happen. So I just want to make sure that you're all understanding that uh, there's no guarantee this goes on forever. I don't know what God has in mind exactly. I'm not even prophesying about it. I just know that um, I feel like God's putting me in a good place. Like he's got me in this really prophetic mode here. But but when I say that, I don't mean for the, necessarily the purpose of saying things on this broadcast. I don't, it, it means that I'm aware of things going on around me, but I'm all good with God, you know? It's just it's a feeling of bliss. It's a feeling of uh, tremendous, um, you know, like I just know everything. But demonstrating that over and over again, it's not me that knows, though. I didn't know anything. I'm, ask anybody that, you know, when I, am I a good judge of character? Am I a good judge of what's going to happen tomorrow? Did, was I a good judge on the stock market? Am I a good judge on the horse racing? Am I good? No. No. But this knowing thing of God, it's like, and you can just feel how God runs everything. And, and he's conscious of anything. And it's so far beyond our comprehension until you get to that inner knowing. And then all of a sudden you know, but you can't say. It's so amazing. And, um, oh, do I? I've already traveled to all the stars and all of this and that and everything. I don't really need to go to Mars right now. I mean, I was kind of playing with Mars a few years ago. Because there's a lot going on on Mars, but I mean, I'm not like <clears throat> I'm not like 
You know what I mean? I don't need to go through a, a, Mar- a 3D Mars adventure like, you know, uh, Quaid and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, with the sci-fi thing, you know, the the, uh, um, the futuristic, what was it called? Total Recall. Total Recall? No, I don't need that. <laughs> no. Don't need pedant- the pedantic stories like that. No. Sorry. But that was Philip K. Dick. Well, that's, I guess, the best we can do in godless godlessness, right? That's approved of by the uh, all-seeing publishers who know best what you should read, stuff that makes you smart enough to run the machines and fill out the paperwork, but no smarter than that. So that's what your fiction's going to be, okay? You have to dig at it if you want to get somewhere. And a lot of these, these old books have already been banned. You know, a lot of the books, like 1984, for example, so it's you know all under the guise of being white supremacist or homophobic. <laughs> We're all inclusive here. It's such a joke. Again, it's all I can do not to laugh. I mean, do you do you see how 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 absurd it is? I mean, I guess it's theater of the absurd to me. Like the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham, um, had to retract her gun order because of the incredible blowback she got. So she's going around doing executive orders to create gun-free zones. I'm, she can make a million of them. I'll walk through there with a gun anytime I feel like it. If I feel like it. I don't need, usually have a gun, but don't need a gun. But it just makes me feel like, well, it's a gun-free zone. Well, all schools are gun-free zones. Do you think that's going to stop a criminal, someone that's out to do harm to people? Do you think that's going to stop them from going to a school or a gun-free zone? No. The criminals will have the guns, and the good people won't. And don't you think it's ironic of this stupid bitch that she would do something like, okay, I'm going to outlaw the guns. That is from law-abiding citizens. But that order will be enforced by people with guns? Don't you find that irony ridiculous? Laughable? What a joke she is? You know that New Mexicans... In the, in the main, because they're the majority of New Mexicans, are too stupid to figure that out? They really are. And they put people in there that cheat also on voting and everything else, but it means their fault. They wanted this Democrat uh, utopia, you know, with freebies, and then now they have it. This is your utopia. New Mexico is a utopia. Anyone they hate are the guns, come on. But just remember... The gun laws are enforced with people with guns. Do you understand that? And if you think law enforcement is all a bunch of great guys and, and whatever else other forces she has, the National Guard, if you think they're all really great people, to have them have the guns and the law-abiding citizen not be able to defend themselves, you think any of these people are going to come to the rescue of anybody if they need help? Hell No. So if you think that's a great deal, having corrupt police have guns and criminals, but law-abiding citizens know, because the order was for only for one group, law-abiding citizens, not police, not National Guard, and not criminals. That's what that order means. Fish in a barrel time. This governor is the most evil thing that, besides other Democrats, because Democrats today are the force of totalitarianism. They're the for, they are the, the racists, the totalitarians, the, uh, 
They are the, um, you know, locking people, political prisoners up, like in the Soviet Union. They are, they are uh, against free speech and Second Amendment. They are against anything that has to do with the country. They hate the country completely top to bottom. I think instead of saying, make America great again, what we should do is, you know, have a, he should have a, a moniker like, you know, save America maybe or reform America. Not, you know, to make it great for the first time, you'd have to get rid of uh, the Federal Reserve. Obviously, FBI, Justice Department, CIA, all that flush. You'd have to pretty much start over. And that's not going to happen. But I mean, you know, again, I guess what Trump's talking about when he says that is, you know, I, I had an opportunity to become a billionaire and I, and I built myself up and I had the freedom to do that and this and that and I did it. But he didn't do it without corruption. And so make America great. To me, great means without corruption. So when I look back through history about a time that America wasn't corrupt, I go back to the 1700s. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you know, I, I'm trying to see it. You know, I just can't be a team player, just be like a Republican or, or a Democrat. I, you know, I, I had my time, uh, you know, with uh, the communists and the left. And all they want to do is, is is just basically go kill rich people that live on the hill. You know, that's right. It's, it's mainly the maids and the, the, the waiters and the waitresses, and they all get together and they, they have these meetings and they fill out these forms and they stuff envelopes. And it's all about, and I say, well, what are you going to do when you do that? They, well, we're going to move into those houses. It's like, well, how are you going to afford electricity? <laughs> we're going to move into those farms after we kill those white farmers. Well, what are you going to do with the farm after you get it? I don't know. How, how do you do that? How do you, how do you do farming? I don't know. Well, so what are you going to do once you get your revolution? Uh, I'll tell you what's going to happen to you. You're all going to be killed because you've done your bit and you did your bit. They're very happy, very grateful, but they don't want pure hearts. And they don't want people that believe in, their co- in the revolution. So they're going to have to get rid of you, which they always do. So you're just a dupe. And maybe you just can't work it through because your little pea brain just can't quite grok it. And that's the reason I'm not on the dumb left. But on the perverted right, uh, I give you Mike Pence. Can you just feel, without me saying anything, can you just feel it? That, ooh, creepy, huh? Yeah, so like the guy with the... He's got the, uh, you know, the, the raincoat on in the theater, you know what I mean? It's... You're dealing with a real piece of work there. But that's going from some testimony of people. I'm not going to say any more than that about But I mean, that's about Mitt Romney, Willard Romney, Willard Mittens Romney. Um, is, says he's leaving the Republican Party and you know, he's leaving his post in 2025. Well, by then, of course, it's a fait accompli. His little New World Order will be underway. I think he's starting to realize Romney, he's a fucking liar. He's starting to realize, though, that his way of, you know, of, you know, the Mormon thing and, you know, pretending to be a priest of Jesus and all this other stuff that he's just a fake and everything, all this stuff that he's done, 
all the, you know, fear mongering and all that. It's, uh, and the, you know, the voting for war and, you know, you know just, just making the pitch for Ukraine to keep it going when it's on the verge of killing us all. Um, not surprising, you know, but just, it just, it, it's this kind of person that, you know, these kind of people that have no, they're basically establishment. And even Mike Pence is out there giving a lecture about, you know, how dangerous populism is. Populism is the people, Mr. Pence. It's the people that you hate, the people that you disdain, you and Romney and the rest of them and Lindsey Graham and all the rest of them. You hate people. Um, Mitch McConnell, all those people. And they're just as much in the same club as Obama and all those guys. I mean, they're in the same club. So, you know, Republican, Democrat. But the Democrat Party really runs it, right? And they're they're shameless about it. Where the Republicans, they hide their dirty little deeds, you know, and try to act like they're being pristine and they're above it all and they're godly and they're forthright. They're family people and they're, and then all this stuff, all these slogans and, and all this you know, tired rhetoric. So I can't really be, you know, it, it, to me it's, and then the Jesus revolution that we saw on television that had to do with uh, Chuck Smith and, and the, you know, saving of the hippies and, and Costa Mesa and all that, that's about as fake a thing as you I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that's complete fakery, you know? And so, so and the, the, a lot of those guys that started off there and they went back into society and they became, you know, politicians and police and establishment types. And they're going to do their duty and keep you off the beach when there's a lockdown. Make sure that, you know, if you don't wear a mask, you get arrested. You know, all this kind of stuff. You wonder, would you do any of that? I don't think you or I would do any of that stuff of, of forcing people to wear masks or locking them down or anything else. I don't think we would do any of that. I don't think we would put up with racism, whether it be against white people, black people, brown people, anybody. I don't think we would foment it like the left does. And then when you call a leftist a racist, they get so mad. And I'm like, you're a racist. You're a racist. And not, number one, you hate black people because most of you are white. You hate black people. And then now you hate White people, but white people that aren't part of your ideology are racist when they don't even know what you're talking about. Is there um, a privilege of the dominant class? Yeah. And if blacks became the dominant class in America, meaning population, then they would be the dominant privilege culture, wouldn't they? Oh, but Margaret Sanger made sure that wouldn't happen, didn't she? Now, I've repeated that to you know, black liberals for, and uh, people of, of that ilk and, and believe the same way forever, and they don't believe me. If you had more population, you'd have more of the dominant privileged culture. Now it looks like it's going to go to the Hispanics. If they want to play division and race, what we should be is a melting pot. And by the way, I'm not one of these people that I'm all for any, any, you know, uh, I'm not for keeping all these races pure and all that. There are some people that are, and aren't, I've, I haven't really actually gotten a word on that from the Lord, but I mean, I've know plenty of people and married, marrying black, white, Native Americans, this, that, and the other thing, Filipinos, whatever, Chinese, 
anything, you know, just a, a mix and, and the kids go on and human beings are born and life goes on. I don't understand. Except that politically it's very astute to keep people divided and hating each other so that the left can get their way, which is throwing people in jail that disagree with them. That's, that's basically where we are. That's not America great. That's America so lost that, I mean, it would take a century to get great again if there ever was great. Maybe it was great during the Revolutionary War. I don't know how much of that was made up. Okay, the Battle of New Orleans. That was important. Got to go all the way back there to make America great again. Oh, you mean Battle of New Orleans. What about the Alamo? What was that about? Mm -hmm. Clashes between people. A lot of people uh, are, you know, they really love the Indians, the Native Americans, you know, the the indigenous. When they don't realize there were all these wars going on here in the 1400s with, you know, Spaniards. And there were were all kinds of different people here in America and people fighting out for territory and, and... Native tribe against native tribe going after territory and hunting grounds and this and that and fighting and killing each other. It's been going on from the beginning. Hate to inform people that, that Obama's wrong. It's for the Indians. It's, it's really their land. Uh huh. That, all that means is we want you off your land, not they get the land. They, they never give the Indians anything. They, they were conquered and then subjected to very unfair treatment. And it stands to this day as a, as a great sin on America. And by the way, I guess payback is going on now, huh? Except it's not going to be happy to the Indians because um, they, you know, are, uh, you know, harmed. So they're going to see other people harmed, and that's not going to satisfy them. The only thing that's going to satisfy is the Lord Jesus. And, but Jesus has been tainted by all the people saying Jesus. So what do we do? I'm not going to worry about it. Not, not my pay grade. Not, it's not, not my wheelhouse. Not, not something that I've been given to uh, worry about. So I'm going to take off. A, it's been a pleasure being here and able to be so lucid today. <laughs> I, I hope it helped. I, you know, I... Um, I think a lot about all these things, and uh, I'm always incensed when there's ignorance and wrong, wrong thinking, and right. Because I think when I think with the spirit, and I, so I'm into truth, and then I talk to one of you, and then you and I agree completely. We didn't even need to talk to agree; we just automatically all agree on everything. That's profound, because in the secular world, you can't find two people that agree on anything. So that's profound. That means we're being led by something, the same thing. We're all in the same electricity. We're in the same power source. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I heard these. I need something a little bit different here. And uh, well, well, 
right. So, yeah, Rich wanted me to play this, so I'm going to play this. A uh, DCP track, Calter. I, I start off kind of weird with my singing, but then I get these some good harmonies going. It's in a beat like like 5-9 or some kind of weird beat like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a... One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So that'd be nine, five. One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, something like that. And I'll see you next time. God bless. Jesus is the way. How will you get through another world, a lesser world, a world not your own? Some